title is Maturing Believers. Maturing Believers. Glory to God. Uh, growing up spiritually uh, should be an endeavor of every believer in Christ. Just with that should be an endeavor to grow up spiritually. I think every mama will all be concerned if uh, the baby is not growing. Is that so, mama? Two years, three years, four years, five years, and they still have mama, only one word, ma, 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 ma. You'll be concerned. And I do believe God wants us to, uh, every believer to grow up. In fact, Apostle Peter, in writing to the church in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 and 3, he says, therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. These are all works of the flesh, as the Bible calls them. As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. So you, you pay attention to that, desire the pure milk of the word. That is, as a newborn babe, desire the desire the pure milk of the word, and then he says that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tested that the Lord is gracious. So, so then, uh, how many know that a baby uh, doesn't take milk for the rest of uh, its life? We all know that. We all need to, to understand that what God does actually is this. He speaks... You know, in the, the spirit realm, his word speaks in both realms. The word, of course, is spirit. But actually, if we pay attention to the way he speaks, like, like Jesus did in most of, uh, actually almost all of his parables, that he spoke about the natural things referring to spiritual things, or I'll say vice versa. You understand that? So, so we know that the baby in the natural doesn't need uh, to take milk for the rest of uh, its life, it's all to grow that it may start eating f solid food. That's, we have, that's why we have words like winning. Yeah, those of us who know. <laughs> but solid food is, for, is not for babies, but for the mature. We all know that. It's so basic, but I'm telling you many times we, mi we miss out the basics. If you don't get the foundation right, what happens is years and years and years later, there's no maturity. We all ought to be growing. Amen? And, and five years, ten years from today, we all need to be different. Come on now. We don't need to be here in the church and you are all wee, wee, crying for milk. But we are growing. We are growing the word of God. And then uh, God ex expects us to grow that may be partaking solid food. If we don't grow, and this is very important to mark, it's by growth is by conscious decision. It's not automatic. I think even for every mama, they know that what they are supposed to do to breastfeed their babies. And they know exactly the kind of uh, food that they ought to give to their, to, their, to their children as they grow. And then it has to be a conscious decision. Uh, then if we don't do that, then unfortunately, we may be even adults in the flesh, but spirit, uh, but babies in the spirit, 
that cannot accomplish the will of God. Adults in the, in the, in the, in the flesh, we, we look like we are grown up big, big men or big people, but we don't uh, actually spiritually, we become children or we remain babies who don't accomplish the will of God. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, Apostle Paul had to address these things by the Spirit. And I like it from the Passion Translation. I've realized the Passion Translation has a way of expressing some things that is, King James Version is wonderful. I mean, all other versions are wonderful. But there are some words that I, I, I refer to from the Passion Translation, and it's like it brings the point home, or it drives the point home. It, it says this in verse 1. Let's read. I'll read and then I'll come back and start explaining some things. But I'll read the whole of it, 3, 1 to 4. Brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I found it impossible, mark that word, to speak to you as those who are spiritually mature people. For you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh. You can mark that word. Uh, I found it impossible, mindset of the flesh, or spiritual uh, one spiritual, I couldn't speak to you as spiritual mature people. And then he continues and say, because you are immature infants in Christ. I had to nurse you and feed you with milk, not with the solid food of more advanced teachings, because you weren't ready for it. Mark that word, you weren't ready for it. In fact, you are still not ready to be fed solid food. For you are living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh. Again, there's a repeat of that word, the mindset of the flesh. Ask yourselves. Go ahead and do so. Ask yourselves. Is there a jealous among you? Do you compare yourselves to others? Do you look at your, and you compare yourself with their, you know that, A and B. Do you quarrel like children and end up taking sides? Huh? If so, this proves that you are living your life centered on yourselves. Just that mark, that one. That are actually a sense of immaturity is selfishness. Dominated by the mindset of the flesh and behaving like unbelievers. For you divide yourselves up in groups, a Paul group and an Apollos group. Which ones do you have nowadays? A Paul group and an Apollos group. You are acting like people, mark that, without the Spirit's influence. Ouch. Only me who say that. You all are fine. <laughs> Ouch. This is, this is the word of God. Listen, let's go step by step. Brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I found it impossible to speak to you as those who are spiritually mature people. Can you think about that? That here is an apostle with such revelation, and he goes to the church, and he says, I found it impossible. We know all things are possible to them that believe. Is that so? But here's an apostle, he says this, I had so much to give to you, but I was limited to your maturity. I 
I had so much revelations to give to you, but all what I had was limited to your maturity. So I couldn't speak to you in that manner as mature people. And this is the reason, because you are dominated by the mindset of the flesh. In other words, you are carnally thinking. You are, you, you are natural, a thinker. You look at things from the natural perspective. You are dominated by the natural. And because you are immature infants in Christ, in, in other words, you have not grown. You have not grown spiritually. Because of this, I had to nurse you and feed you with milk. Just think about this. You are 15 years old, but I had to nurse you and hold you in my, on my palms and give you uh, that bottle. Because when I tried to give you some meat, you choked. With solid, I had to nurse you and feed you with, my, with milk, not with solid food, of more advanced teachings. That the revelation is limited because of your immaturity. Because you are not, you, are, you aren't ready for it. So what is redness? Growing up spiritually. That's redness. Are you ready for more? Come on, people, you're about to get into 2021 in few, what, in few, <laughs> next month, and then uh, uh, January we're in 2021. Do you want more? Do you know what shows us that we want more? Is we endeavor to grow up spiritually. In fact, you are still not ready to be fed solid food, for you are living your lives dominated by the this, by this mindset of the flesh. And then he says this, ask yourself, is there jealous among you? Anyone who's ever been jealous? Don't lie in church. <laughs> oh yeah, we all have. Uh, do you compare yourselves with others? Do you quarrel like children and end up taking sides? I think every every. I'll say this. You may, you may think differently, but I'll say this. I think every marriage problem is immaturity problem. And actually it goes down to selfishness. I, if you are, getting, you are getting ready to get married, oh, Gladys. It's Gladys. Yeah, Gladys is not here. Oh, she's there <laughs> next weekend. But look at this. Getting ready actually... To be married is this. You stop thinking about you as an individual. You start thinking of about yours, you too. You are no longer alone. If you want your own space, remain single. Is that the reality? You are all smiling or sneering behind that mask. <laughs> If you want to be, you know, your own space, then remain single. Because you have no space, you have your own. Things come in, and, and when the babies come now, you have no space. You have no your own time of sleeping. They can choose to wake up at, 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 at 1 a.m. when you wake up, you wake up with them. 
So actually, he says this, do you quarrel like children and end up taking sides? If so, that proves that you are living your life centered on yourselves. Dominated by the mind of the flesh and behaving like unbelievers, for you divide, when you divide yourself up in groups, uh, factions, a, a Paul group and an Apollos group, you are acting like people without the Spirit's influence. Let's go to, go to Hebrews chapter 5 also. I want you to see some scriptures, then we go a certain direction. I wanted you first to, to, to hate immaturity. To detest it. When it comes to your test, you detest it. <laughs> immaturity. But look at this Hebrews, again, 5, 11, 14, from the Passion Translation. He says this. Apostle Paul says, We have much to say about this topic, although it's difficult to explain because you have become too dull and sluggish to understand. We have much to say. How is your conversation with a three-year-old? Oh, just like when you get into a classroom, you know that in standard two, you are not taught st standard seven. Uh, English or maths. Is that so? so? So look at this. Apostle Paul is saying this. Uh, I found about this topic, although it's difficult to explain because you have become too dull and sluggish to understand. For you should already be professors. You ought to be like uh, doctors David and Mary Mburu and the rest. But you are still, uh, still an undergraduate. <laughs> just, 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 just kidding. But do you see that he says this? You ought already to be professors instructing others. Hey, you know you can't be a professor in standard two. Come on, huh? You can't be a professor in standard seven. No wonder some of us are not. No, no let me say, no wonder I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a professor of linguistics. You should, you should already be professors instructing others by now, but instead you need to be taught from the beginning the basics of God's prophetic oracles. You are like children still needing milk and not yet ready to digest solid food. For every spiritual infant, look at this, for every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. That's a big one right there, the righteousness of God. Uh, but solid food is for the mature, whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. Say spiritual senses. My spiritual senses perceiving heavenly matters. And they have been adequate, adequately trained by what they've experienced to imagine the understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. But, but let me go into some things. Now, we, we are talking about your spirit, not your flesh. Okay? We're talking about your spirit, not your flesh. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, it, it shows it clearly. The scripture shows us, uh, the scripture shows us clearly that you are a spirit, have a soul, and live in the physical body. Say, I'm a spirit being. I have a soul. And I live in a physical body. Say like you know it, I'm a spirit. 
I have a soul. And I live in a physical body. And you remember the statement that Apostle Paul made there from the Passion Translation says, you are acting like people without the Spirit's influence. In other words, you are not being influenced by the Holy Spirit. You are not conscious of your spiritual life, which is the real you. You are not conscious of the real you. You know, we have so many programs actually in the bodybuilding. Don't you think that of a bodybuilder that they are conscious of their bodies, they're conscious of what they eat, they're conscious of what they do, and, and, and because that's what they're doing, they're building their body, their bodies. I don't think they will eat like, you know, just a, a cup of porridge and go to sleep. Those people eat. You've been around bodybuilders? You've ever seen they eat? They eat as if there's no tomorrow. You know, they're, they're, they're building their, their, their bodies because that's their focus. They are, this is my point here. They are conscious of the physical body. They, I don't want to say like they are influenced by the physical body, but if you're not careful, one will be influenced by that. Influenced by their appearance all the time. That's what they think of. But then he says here, you are not being influenced by the Holy Spirit. You are, you are not conscious of your spiritual life. And then I say this, this is the real you. You are not conscious of the real you. And in John 6, 63, one of my best scriptures in the Bible from the God's Word translation, it says this, life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. Say it with me, life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. Your physical existence doesn't contribute to that life. The words that I've spoken to you, they are, to you are spiritual. They are life. The word of God is spiritual and life. So then, can, I think, can you think of this? Would you want to go to war with babies? Huh? Think about our KDF, Kenya Defense Forces, going to Somalia carrying babies. So really, true spiritual warfare really takes what? Maturity. Maturity. And I'm telling you, there is so much attack. There are so many attacks. The media is good. The media is wonderful. But I'm telling you, if we are not conscious of what is in that media, we take even lies of the enemy as the truth. Our news are no longer news. Our news are no longer news. That's what the Bible says in, in Ephesians chapter 4, that how we ought to grow, that we are not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Our news are no, no longer news. You pick up the newspaper, don't think those are the news. No. In fact, I had to give, we used to get newspapers, you know, every years ago, we get nation standard years ago. Every day, and then we agreed, you know, Pastor Carl and Tina and I, we agreed. Now, we, let's, let's take just news one, uh, I mean, nation newspaper. Then he stayed there so many times, it's not been read. Then recently, I said some months ago, I think when the corona began, just bring for Saturday and Sunday, and sometimes it just stays there. I don't have to read it. Why? Because you know the situation is this in this manner, but it's been repo reported as this way. 
Those are the end times people. I really do caution you from sitting and watching those news channels hours and hours. You are taking too many lies that will become almost impossible to remove them from your thinking. Church things have changed. Listen, things are no longer the same. They're no longer things the way we used to know. In fact, nowadays people are saying even after corona or the corona and after before and after corona. I know that I don't talk in that, in, that, in that way, but this is the point here. Things have changed. Don't act the way you acted some few years ago. There are more deceptions. There's more the manifestations of the cunningness of the devil for his work to steal and kill and destroy. This is my ad, uh, admonition to you as a pastor. Be sober. Be vigilant. Watch out. Don't take anything that you are told to be the truth. Check it out against the word of God. Endeavor to grow, grow up spiritually. You exercise, the Bible says in, in that scripture that we read in Hebrews chapter 5, that you exercise your spiritual senses. Your antenna is high. You check out what is happening around against the scriptures. That anything you hear, just go to the scriptures. What does the, the scripture say? So you wouldn't want to go to all carrying babies, do you? Would you? No, not at all. Look at, let's go to John 3, verse 6, quickly. John 3, 6. Uh, Jesus speaking to Nicodemus. He says this in verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And I want us to go uh, again uh, to Hebrews, not uh, back to Hebrews chapter 12, and I want to read verse 9, and then I can connect the two scriptures for, for us to see something there. Verse 9 says this, Furthermore, we have had human fathers. Now remember that which is born of the flesh is flesh. We have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more rarely be in subjection, in subjection to the father of spirits and live? So God there is called who? The father of spirits. So we had natural fathers that actually we are born out of them. Probably you've had, you've been told you resemble your father or you resemble your mother. But listen to this, when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, as uh, chapter 3 of John says, we are born again, we are born of the Spirit, and we were born of the Father. We were born again in the image and in the likeness of our Heavenly Father. But that, that is in our spirits, because our minds are not born again. 
which is the part of the soul. Our bodies are not born again. Don't think like I became shorter when I gave my life to Christ. I've been short before then. I wasn't tall and then I gave my life to Christ, I became short. You, you understand? Our bodies are not touched by that influence. But look at this. However, if we start paying attention to our, what has happened in us in the spirit man, our minds will be renewed. That's what Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, that the, the renewing of our minds. Our minds are renewed. But don't you know that when our minds are renewed also, our bodies are impacted by that word of God. Because the word, God, the word of God says, the word is health to all our flesh. The word is health to all our flesh. So if I'm paying attention to the word of God, I'm paying attention to my spirit being, and I'm going spiritually, I ought to be also live a divine health, uh, to have a divine to, to have divine health by going to the word of God and finding out what is rightfully mine. Our bodies are also touched by what? By the living word of God. We get here. But it's not automatic. It's not automatic. There has to be also, again, as I say, a conscious decision to grow. We are growing in the knowledge of God. So God is called there the Father of Spirits. And then in John 4, 24, it says God is a spirit, and they, they, what, that, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So I want us to, to look at a certain point, and I'm going probably to explain even much more, uh, and then uh, to look at how we can make some necessary adjustments that by the time, this time next year, you'd have grown much more spiritually. Amen. You are able to take some, some, some places in the spirit that you couldn't during this time. First thing that one is supposed to do is to be conscious of your spirit man. To be conscious of your spirit man. I know we are conscious of our physical bodies, that's why we feed them regularly. And there are some people who are more conscious of it, of their physical body than the others. The people that must eat lunch. <laughs> and if they haven't eaten, they get even moody. They have to eat. There are people who are more conscious of of the physical body than others. And that's why many people use the gym or find various ways to exercise, which is okay. You, you understand that? But how much more do we need to be conscious of the real us? How much more do you need to be conscious of the real you? Why is that so? Because you are a spirit being. You have a soul and live in a body. If we are conscious of the physical body, which is wonderful, but how much more do we need to give, uh, uh, to be conscious of the real us? There's one who live in eternity, and that's you and I, that we ought to be more conscious of that. You know, they are generally, like, even like ladies, they're generally, there are some who are more 
conscious of their physical bodies, their makeup, and there are some who are not. And they know every kind of brand and every kind of uh, designer makeup, and they are, they are so aware of their eyelashes. And there are some that don't even think of their eyelashes. They become bushy and they don't care. <laughs> you, you understand? There's some, they have, they have details of how many layers that they need to apply on their skin. But there are some, they just don't care. In, in fact, recently when we went to Mount Kilimanjaro, I got to realize there is a certain uh, supernatural application of the physical co uh, body called arimis. I didn't know that. <laughs> but we got to the mountain, uh, and our, our noses were peeling off and on and on and on, and then uh, uh, Eunice, uh, Eunice was part of our team members, Kaveri, pulled out. I, caught, I kept seeing Deacon Norman and Deacon Duncan. They were going towards Eunice. I asked, what is this special thing to help us climb the mountains? Only to see a small bottle with explanations. <laughs> but this thing, and I looked at it, and actually it's for milking. <laughs> and they were so surprised that I was the only one who didn't understand what Arimis are. It seemed like all the men understood what Arimis are. Deacon Yvonne was so surprised I didn't know what Arimis are. I said, I don't milk cows. Then I came back and I gave Tina good news. I said, I found something. And it, it worketh. She said, she didn't know it either. Yes, she didn't know it. She said she had heard it once from someone. I think in, in the, her, her colleague. But then she went, I said, I need that arimis. She went and bought a big <laughs> bottle. I said, I didn't need a big bottle. I just needed a small bottle of the arimis. Anyway, I ended up giving it to my sister, and I got to realize even my sisters knew what was arimis. So the people that only what they use on their faces arimis. But they are somewhat detailed. They are aware of how things function. Wonderful soul to be conscious of our physical bodies, but that's, that's not our realness. That's not our realness. We need to be conscious of our spiritual man. The spiritual man, that we are aware of him. That just like we, we feed our bodies, you know, with food, and of course in our generation, we are so much aware of healthy foods, and we are aware of many, in our generation we are aware of exercising regularly, then we need to feed our spirits with the word of God, with an intention, with a purpose of growing, of growing. Why do you eat? Because you want to be fed. You want to be full. You want physical strength. Then our spirit, we should think in those terms, then we have to go to the word of God and feed on the word of God, which is now healthy teaching. Not things that sometimes you find out there that are not healthy. And then, how do you exercise? You exercise by acting on the word of God daily. Daily. 
I think in the physical fitness, they have a, a, a term they, you, they use for muscles. You, 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 you don't use me, you lose me. So that's the same thing of uh, the word of God. If we don't use it, actually, we don't become doers of the word. We lose that word functioning in our lives. And actually, it is stolen. And the Bible says, do not be hearers of the word only, but be doers of the word. Hearers only deceiving yourselves. And so you can find believers that if you, you tell them something and they know. They know everything except that it's not working in their lives. They are living a defeated life. Growth. Oh, no, I didn't mean that one of Pastor J.B. But that's okay. Growth without changes, that's fine. You can go. You still remember Pastor J.B. what? It taught us, yeah, without change is impossible. But growth actually enables us to walk a victorious life. We inherit the promises of God by a conscious decision of growing up spiritually. We let go of natural, uh, the mindset on natural things, fleshly things, jealous envious, strife, divisions, and anything that divides us. Uh, that then we, we start focusing on the real thing. We start focusing on the word of God. Uh, listen to this, that again, as I said, we feed on the word of God. I help the teaching of the word of God. We exercise by acting on the word of God daily. And then we ought to have been meditating on the word of God that when situations Arise, we are well prepared to overcome. When situations arise that, that have come in in the work of the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy, we are well prepared to deal with that situation by faith. And that's victory, church. That's victory. We are able to act on it. By so doing, we develop our spiritual senses, and then we are able to discern things that add value to our lives and them that do not. The things that do not add value to our lives, our spiritual lives, the things we watch even on television that they don't add value to our spiritual lives. Nowadays, it's not so much television, but nowadays it's YouTube, internet, that do not add value to our spiritual lives. So with that, we are able to discern. Let's go to this scripture in Hebrews chapter, chapter, chapter 5 from the New King James Version. Hebrews 5. It says in verse 12, from this version, we are ready from the Passion Translation, but I want us to read from the, the New King James Version says, For by this time you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. You see that? 
that, that, that's, that's growth. It belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those by reason of use. I will say this, by reason of being doers of the word of God. They are acting on what they have been taught, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil, and the, the version that we read is they have their senses, um, but solid food is for the mature, whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. They have exercised their senses to perceive heavenly matters. You are able to discern the truth. You are able to go to places. I've gone to places and I can tell. This is the presence of God here. You can visit home and you can tell there is, there is love here. Oh yeah, you can. You meet with a couple, married couple, and you can tell there's love there. You visit and you tell there is love there. And there are some you can tell they act so hard, but they don't have that love. Because they've never, act, they've never walked in that love. I kind of uh, think of myself many times that if Tina and I were living like a, you know, a, a cat and a rat for years, and then we, if, when we, we started staying with Pastor Carl, how could it, have be, could it have been? You stay with your pastor, and you are the associate and you fight with your wife, how will that be? Thank God. Hallelujah. She's never had Tina having to run to her bedroom. What's happening is Davis. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God for deliverance. I may have to leave to, Tina and I may have to come and live with you sometimes. Huh? What about for a month? We go from house to house of, of church members. This month we live within Charles's house with the Lilians. Next month we go across over there and live with uh, oh, Sonny and David. <laughs> and then you go to Carol's. <laughs> month after month, a month after month, my goodness. We may put on so much weight, they'll feed us. <laughs> but how, how, how about that? Be because you see, that when you endeavor to grow, up, to grow up spiritually, what you have to deal with is selfishness. To get rid of uh, the works of the flesh, to get rid of uh, self-centeredness. But that, you can't say, I'm just getting rid of it. You have to go to the word of God so that it can pierce your heart. The Bible says that you are pierced with the revelations of righteousness. And then you become sensitized in, into a spiritual, it says, heavenly matters. I want that. I want to know when the Lord is moving. Do you? I want to know the will of God when you're walking around and, and you, you're, you're having to look at a situation and you can tell if God is involved or he's not involved. Uh, 
So you, you, we are able to discern things that add value to our lives and them that do not. I believe the whole person, spirit, soul and body is very important, but you know what you need to be aware of is priority. Priority. Say priority. You remember the, the, the scripture say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to, to you. It's priority. And I'm telling you the truth. We can be in a body of Christ, but if you don't make that decision consciously to grow, you can be even 20 years and you're still a baby. And you get used to the church lingo. The way they do in church. They act in church. Or you become uh, used to being a Christian instead of endeavoring to grow. That has to be a decision. And the way you have to do it is by priority. Who comes first? That's why I like saying I'm a spirit being, I have a soul, and I live in a body. Why is that so? I don't say I, I, I am in a body and I have a soul and I'm a spirit. I start with priority so that I can have my mind renewed what comes first. I'm a spirit being. I have a soul and live in a body. But solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, 1 Timothy 4, 8, <clears throat> He says this. For bodily exercise profits a little. Did you see that? For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. When you think about in those times that we were speaking, a spirit, soul, and a body, when you think about godliness, I would think about spiritual maturity. In other words, he says, for bodily exercise profits a little, but that does not mean now you don't exercise. I'm talking about priority. We have sometimes, like uh, even recently, we went to um, Mount, um, they call it what, Elephant Hill in North Kinangop, in the Abadeas, and we are supposed to be at Westlands. We are meeting with a team of us, few of us, at Westlands office at 4.30, uh, you know, I think 4.30 or 4.45, 4.45, we're meeting at our Westlands office with a few of us. But I have to think of this, what is my priority? Then I have to wake up much earlier than the time to live so that I can feed my spirit with the word of God. Now that means what? If you're living at 4.30, we're leaving the house at 4.30, I have to wake up before 3 a.m., so that I can take some time to feed my spirit with its food, the word of God, and take some time to pray so that when I'm going out, I'm so much engaged in a physical exercise, I have given priority to the real me. Who's the real me? The spirit, man. That's my priority. That's my priority. In whatever I do, can I say this? My, the preaching is not my priority. My priority is to make sure I'm growing. I'm growing. That's my priority. I'm getting into the word of God, not to come and preach, but I'm getting into the word of God as a lifestyle. So that my spirit may grow in perceiving the things of God. 
That should be yours and, your, yours and my priority. You are a lawyer, your priority is not uh, practicing law. Are you an accountant? That's not your priority. Who are you? Whatever you do, you are even not an accountant, you are a spirit being who practices accountancy. You see the difference? Sometimes we identify ourselves as, who are you, Amma? Who are you, Brother Francis? So, <laughs> so who are you? Uh, I'm a teacher. Really? I know if you tell people this, they start thinking like, goodness, what kind of a person is? If they ask you, who are you? I'm a spirit being, born again, believer, practicing teaching. Ah, those are those people who are born again. They think they have so much value by telling us, yeah, we are. Amen. Can you think about, if you thought that way, just think about this, church. If we thought that way, then just like what I told you about going to the mountain, uh, if we thought that way then, before you do anything, every day, your priority is your spiritual spirit man before you step out of that house. You prioritize that man. You prioritize the real you. Do you know what will happen, church? You'll walk in victory. Amen. Do you know what will happen? You'll have more debts in that accounting. Do you know what will happen? You'll have more debts. If you're an IT person, you have more debts. What is that? You are being influenced by the spirit. You have Spirit's influence in your work. Come on, people. There's nothing God doesn't know. God is a spirit. There's nothing that he, can, he doesn't know. He knows everything about what you are doing. He knows things that you have no idea of their existence in your profession. All what he's looking for is this. I want you to depend on me I am your father so that I can show you what to do. No wonder he says this. He gives us power, the ability to get wealth. So spiritual growth equals to success. That's what it is. Spiritual growth equals to success. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, then, you'll make your way uh, prosperous and have what? Good success. Good success. In other words, this is your priority. If your wife, your mama back at home, that's your priority, spiritual growth. God will teach you how to raise those children. He'll give you insight. So then, check out what you are constantly thinking about. The soul part of you, which is the mind, will, and emotions, uh, you know, that's the soul part of you. But the, because what you, feed your, what you feed your mind with affects your spirit man. What you think constantly. And you know, it's, read, it's, it's written in the Bible in Proverbs 23, verse 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Come on, let me see if I can go fast in this. Are you getting anything out of this? 
get that priority. In, in uh, Romans 8, 5, 6, I'll go quickly into this and see if I can be able to finish. When are they giving us three hours? Four hours. Five hours. Romans 8, 5, and 6 says this. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. And I'm talking in regarding to what Apostle Paul says there in Hebrews in, uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He says, and because... Uh, I found it impossible to speak to you as those who are spiritual mature, for you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh. In other words, this is the way you set your mind on carnal things, on natural things, instead of being conscious of your spirit man. Being conscious of your spirit man is feeding him with the word of God. It's exercising those spiritual muscles. We'll go into some things, hopefully, next week. But let me wind up with some things here. Uh, remember, it says this, and because in that First Corinthians chapter 3, 2, 3 says, you are mature infants in Christ, had to nurse you and feed you with milk, not with solid food or more advanced teachings because you weren't ready. In fact, you are still not ready to be fed solid food for you are living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh. And then in that Romans chapter 8, he says this. I asked the Lord years ago uh, that, Lord, I want you to tell me what is to walk in the spirit. And he started taking me to the scriptures. And he took me to that Romans chapter 5, uh, in, uh, chapter 8, verse 5 and 6, he showed me this in this manner. He says this, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the, the things of the Spirit, in other words, he says this, those who live according to the flesh set their, minds, uh, uh, set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. That is like the dividing line, a mind set, a mind set, either in the things of the spirit or mindset on natural things. We'll go into that next time, all right? Stand up on your feet, please. Hallelujah. I want just to make some confession, start up some things within us, okay, you ready? Say it with everything within you. I'm a spirit being. I have a soul. And I live in a body. I am conscious of spiritual things because I am influenced by the Holy Spirit. My life is spiritual. I hear the voice of my Heavenly Father. Through my spirit, because I'm conscious of my spirit, I follow the will of God for my life. Now lift up your hands and say this was with everything within you. I'm a maturing member of the church of the living God. I have what it takes 
to fully participate in the church. I supply to the church of the living God every gift that the Lord has blessed me with. I am blessed. I am blessed. That's who you are. Listen to 1 Corinthians 2.11. It says this. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And I like saying it in this manner. My spirit knows my things. What man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? What man knows the things of a man except the spirit which is in him? So that this means that if I'm conscious of my spirit, my inner man, there are things that I will know that others may not even perceive them, but I'll perceive them because I'm influenced by the spirit of God or by, by the spirit of God in living inside of me. So th say this, everything, say it with energy, everything that belongs to me to accomplish God's will in my life, I know it, and therefore I call you forth to manifest in my life now. I know you because I know my things. You know your things. Now think about this then. Proverbs 18, 22 says, You find a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So if you are single, you need to say, I know my thing. And if you are single, let you say, I know my thing. Or, or I am known because I am that thing. I confessed it for, for years. I, I just perceived that way, that when I, get to, when I meet with the one that I'm supposed to get married to, I will know. But amazing, God had to, rem to tell me, because I didn't think that way. Uh, I didn't think she was the one, but I'm, I'm telling you at some point that I perceived that she was the one and it came to pass. You know your thing. I speak it over you to a single person. But you will not make a mistake concerning who to marry. You will know exactly, exactly the person. As you are conscious to a spirit man and places that God has called you to step in and God has called you to be aware of, he will help you as you grow up spiritually. He will enable you to see what belongs to you. And when you know it, no devil, no devil can take it from you because it's your thing. It's your thing. It's your business. Hallelujah. It's your business. It's your job. It's your employment. You know it when you go to places. It's my employment. It's your house. It's your car. It's your cars. It's, it's your lands. They're your lands. But do you know what, what that takes then? It takes spiritual maturity. Father, thank you for your living word. So shall your word be that goes out of your mouth. It shall not return to you void, but it shall accomplish what you please and prosper the thing for which you sent it. 
Father, thank you for your blessing upon your people. I speak that those priestly blessings upon your people, that the Lord bless you. Thank you, Father, for your blessing upon your people. Thank you for your spirit walking in the lives of your people. You said, my people shall dwell in peaceful habitations. I speak peace over their dwelling places, of their homes. Father, thank you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I release it and I speak it as a pastor, the peace of God over your life. In Jesus' name, amen.